You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I have today Crosby Norix, the founder of PR Couture, which is the industry-leading platform for fashion and lifestyle communicators. She's also a brand strategist and business coach. Known as the fashion publicist's most powerful accessory by the San Diego Union-Tribune, Crosby was named one of the top 50 game changers in PR by PR News and is also known as a top marketing innovator by iMedia Connection. Over the last decade, Crosby has served as a mentor to hundreds of PR and marketing practitioners, and she has a global education workshop and self-enrichment series for aspiring professionals. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Crosby. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so glad to connect with you. And as I said before we went on the air, um, I have been a fan of PR Couture for a long time. Um, I read it, even though I'm not in fashion PR um, per se, I do much more nonprofit and um, more, you know, sort of professional um, clients and that kind of thing. But um, I just love it. I love the style. I love the brand appeal. I love the the savvy that you have in your content. Um, so I wanted to hear a little bit about, you know, how did you get into PR in the first place? Absolutely. I didn't discover PR until a little bit later in the game. It was actually in graduate school mm-hmm. uh, for communication where I had to take a PR class as part of the program. And because my undergrad hadn't offered anything, uh, related to PR and marketing, I had to take an undergraduate course. Okay, And it was really in that PR course where one of our assignments was to do a strategic plan that I sort of discovered what a great mix PR is of so many of the things that I really enjoy doing. It was strategic, it was creative, it was, it was solving a problem. And I really loved that whole, that whole process. And that was really the beginning. And so I turned my attention to, you know, how could this become a potential career opportunity for me? Mm-hmm. And in doing that, kind of put my lifelong sort of fashion lifestyle lens to it and got very interested in what public relations looks like for fashion brands. And that was really the beginning. I love it. You know, it's really interesting to me because I started as a journalist and I'm quite a bit older than you um, here in Detroit. And I, I was in journalism for a long time. And then as things were changing, I pivoted and I sort of felt like, oh, no, I'm crossing over to the dark side because there's this love-hate relationship <laughs> between journalism and PR. Yeah. I actually love PR. You know, I feel like I still get to write and tell these great stories um, and I can sell them to everybody because they can all take them. Whereas when I was a writer, um, you know, one outlet could take my story and that was it for copyright issues, you know. And so there's so much possibility in PR. And yet I find that when um, I talk with general people who aren't in the communications field, 
they just don't know what it is, you know, and and I, I do believe everybody needs PR, um, no matter what they do, everybody needs a little PR at some point in their life. So, you know, I feel like, um, how do we make PR accessible and digestible for the greater public? You know, how do we explain to them what it is that we do and why it's so important, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a lifelong struggle, but it's certainly, <laughs> yeah, it's it's confusing for people and it's increasingly more confusing. I think even within the industry, we can get a little bit confused sure. because we've had to evolve to kind of stay in the game and the game has really changed a lot in mm-hmm. the last, you know, decade, last five years even. Sure. So, you know, I like to think of it as, you know, if you built the most amazing thing in the entire world uh, and nobody knew that it existed, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to get very far, you right. know, whether it was the, you know, cure for a particular disease or you had invented, I don't know, a stiletto that you could wear for 14 hours <laughs> and it wouldn't kill your feet. You know, if if nobody knows the great things that you are doing or that a company's doing, um, you know, they're not going to be able to get very far. Sure. And so public relations at its core is just figuring out who are the people that care about the thing that we made or that we built or that we, you know, we offer Mm -hmm. and how can we best connect them to the aspects of, you know, the company or brand that are going to be most relevant and interesting to them? How do we equip them with the tools to then take that information and share it with those in their circle? And that circle has really changed. You know, it used to just be, you know, maybe friends and family and now, you know, we have this sort of everyone is an influencer, everyone has a platform, everyone has the ability to, uh, you know, share on a much grander and global scale. So it's changed, you know, the way in which we do that. But fundamentally, it's just for me, it's about, you know, finding places of natural connection and trying to figure out what are the what are the ways that we can be, you know, a solution, uh, a, a place of joy or entertainment, uh you know, where, where are those opportunities and what are the stories that are going to help us do that? And what are the now platforms that are most appropriate for those particular stories? I love it. I love it. I'm going to quote you. I think that's a great way to describe it. <laughs> so tell me a little bit and tell our listeners about PR Couture, um, you know, explain to them what it is and how it came to be and how they can get involved. Definitely. So, you know, in the beginning, it was it was sort of my version fashion blogging had really started and I was loving the opportunity to connect with young women from all over the country and the world. Uh, it was this wonderful sort of time where we were all discovering one another. And, you know, from my perspective, I've always been interested in the why behind all of the things. And so I'm always interested in why we choose to wear what we wear. And so I decided to take a bit of a different take on the idea of a fashion blog because I was more interested in kind of going behind the scenes and talking to the decision makers who were putting together the messaging and the campaigns that were ultimately making, you know, fashion blogger A versus B, you know, really identify and align and want to uh, want to promote, share information about a particular label. Mm-hmm. So that was really the beginning. Mm-hmm. Over the years, it has really evolved into what I think of more now as almost like a trade organization without the sort of official, uh, the official bits. So (laughs) we, we try to support uh, professionals as well as, you know, designers and brands uh, 
anyone with sort of a vested interest in PR and marketing from a professional mm-hmm. perspective and really help them from kind of beginning. So like maybe first internship through to you know, maybe starting your own agency sure. to really be a resource of not just information. I mean, we have now it's been around for a while. So we have, you know, 2000 plus articles of really great, mostly evergreen content, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that teaches the ins and outs, you know, strategy, tips, tricks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really about, I think, also creating a, a sense of community and access- accessibility. Sure. Uh, public relations and fashion, like the fashion industry in general, does not have the reputation for being the most warm, cuddly, fuzzy of welcoming <laughs> places. You think? And, yeah. So, and I, and you know, that was my experience, kind of trying to break into the industry. And I just didn't want anyone else to have that experience. And for whatever reason, sort of took it upon myself to be the... Uh, to be the accessible one. And so, um, you know, all of our programs and, um, you know, opportunities to, uh, like our award program is a really good recognition opportunity for an industry that doesn't really get recognized very much. Sure, sure. Uh, our prism course is really about equipping young professionals with some of the industry specific tools that are just not getting taught sure. in PR classes. And mm-hmm. I, experience that up close and personal now as an educator who actually teaches now a fashion focus relations course that's taught a personal branding course. So I, I get to spend time with, uh, with college students and really understand a little bit more about what they're learning in school. And, and then also on the reverse here directly from agency owners and brands in terms of what they're really looking for. And so kind of try to be the kind of go between um, wherever possible, just being that like leg up to make that connection, share that resource, create that additional uh, momentum so that somebody can take the next step to more confidently create the career that they want. I love it. So yeah, you're teaching now as a lecturer at California State University, San Marcos and San Diego State University, right? Yeah, yeah. So what kinds of courses are you teaching? And how do you find time for all of this? (laughs) You're juggling so many balls right now. Yes. So there is a lot going on. Uh, But I think so the fashion public relations course, it's actually a one credit course. I teach it once a year. Okay. So it's over the course of four Saturdays. Oh, cool. And at that point, I've taught that now a handful enough where I can kind of come in, teach it, bring in some friends of mine as great guest speakers. And, you know, within six to eight weeks, we've kind of wrapped that course. Cool. Uh, The personal branding course that I teach at San Marcos, again, it's a two credit course as opposed to a three or four credit. So it's Uh just one day a week. Uh Uh, And that, that one was tough to kind of put together. I was given it kind of last minute, Uh had to sort of build build the class as I went. Uh, But again, now that the class is built, it's just a matter of kind of refining it. Yeah. So when you say personal branding, you know, I think our listeners would love to hear some of your words of wisdom about, you know, how do you develop a personal brand? It might be something that um, people haven't considered. You know, they're just sort of doing what they do, but maybe there's not a purpose or an agenda or a vision. Um, so what is personal branding all about? Yeah, such a such a good, such a good question, such a good kind of a summary of kind of what's going on in, in our time right now, yeah. where we now as individuals and professionals have this almost added piece of the professional puzzle, which is, you know, now it's not just about the cover letter and the resume. There's this whole other uh, place that's that can be fun and creative, but can also feel kind of overwhelming. Sure. I've learned that personal branding is really, it's really almost like the 
the wrapping paper for personal discovery. So a lot of what we end up doing in our in our class is going through exercises that allow us to get more and more clarity on who we are, how we want to show up, what is our great contribution, what is our why, and what makes us unique, and really figuring out ways to turn the dial up on what's going to help us to stand out. And the great thing is that it's often the things that we think are, you know, that might make us weird or, uh, you know, a little apart from the norm that are the very things that we latch on to about one another. So, sure. you know, I tell stories about how, you know, earlier in my career, talking about how I used to rescue kittens and my Gilmore Girls obsession. <laughs> those were the places, you know, those were the places where somebody would jump in and start a conversation with me, you know, around a particular interest. Right. And from there, you know, the curiosity is is sparked. And once you have someone's curiosity, they're naturally going to want to learn a little bit more about you. And if they feel that, you know, that relationship uh, starting to grow, it's it's kind of natural human nature to want to help out those that you like and enjoy and care about. And so, you know, it's often those conversations that have, you know, nothing to do about, you know, business or, you know, when I was running the social media department for an agency and, you know, running Twitter on behalf of a bunch of different brands, you know, it was any time that I was able to be a little bit personal and share a story that was, you know, aligned with the brand, but, you know, about something that had happened to me, that's really where I started to see the engagement. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they might click the bio or, um, you know, ask some specific questions about products or services. So what I try to do in, in the personal branding work is just, uh, is to create enough time for self-inquiry and to really create, um, you know, specific exercises and, and thought work that helps somebody to get really clear on kind of what are the pieces of their own personal brand. And then we work on how we actually bring those to life. That's awesome. Both I, online and offline. I yeah. wish I could audit the course. I, I really do. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> I kind of wish I could take it <laughs> like in, yeah, I could like switch gears and just be a student and, and spend that time. That's really um, cool. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really fun, uh, fun field. That's very cool. One of the things that I've loved about uh, public relations and learning more about it over the years is this definition of PR as um, relationships with key publics. And I think those relationships um, are so important. And it's it's a, a factor we don't look at in our careers, um, in how we succeed in business, that relationships are at the core of everything we do. So I wonder what you might have to share with our listeners about, you know, making those relationships in so many ways, uh, in digitally, in person, in print, things like that, but also um, how they might go about finding the right people to make relationships with to find that that purpose for them? Yeah, that's a great question. It is so powerful. I mean, we can only do and accomplish as much for our clients as we can sort of activate and uh, work within our own networks and relationships. And it's, you know, it's so much easier to be able to call up somebody who you consider a friend and, you know, ask them to come and cover something or um, have them give you a little bit more time to be able to explain, you know, why a particular client is really interesting uh, than calling up a complete stranger. Sure. And, you know, we're in this space where, 
there are so many places where we can build relationships, as you say. We can build them uh, via Instagram DM. We can build them in all of the ways that now, you know, small business associations and in particular, uh, you know, female-owned business networks just seem to be exploding. There are all of these places now to kind of get out from behind the laptop and, and have those uh, opportunities for relationships. Okay. And there are a lot of strategies, I think, here. But fundamentally, what I've learned is that when you meet somebody for the first time or when you're trying to build a relationship and you just feel like you're banging your head against the wall and the relationship isn't going anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, it's time to really let that one go and instead to focus on the places in your life and the people in your life that are consistently showing up and that are excited that you're there. Yeah. Uh, years ago, I was in New York and it was my it was maybe my first or second time and I had set up so many meetings because being in San Diego, you know, a lot of the people that I work with and a lot of our partners are all in New York because it's fashion mm-hmm. PR, that's where they are. So I would go, I set up these crazy, like just days of meetings to finally meet all these people in person. Sure. And this is me also as a, you know, an introvert. So this was like a very exhausting, both figuring out the city <laughs> and then also just sort of having to be on over and over and over yeah. again. Uh, yeah. But also so fun to finally, you know, build these relationships in person. But there were a couple of appointments that I would go to and I would show up so excited. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a little lackluster. A couple of them, you know, they passed me along to an assistant. Hmm. I was left waiting in conference line or conference <laughs> rooms for like a you know, period of time. And <sighs> I remember thinking like, this doesn't feel good. I don't right. like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm meeting with a ton of people. And for some of those people, it was like, jump up and down. You know, there were gifts. There were like big big hugs. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. And all we could, you know, we like couldn't even stop talking about all of the things that we wanted to do together and getting to know each other. And then there was this very, like, very distinct other version where I was just like alone in a conference room feeling not very, you know, feeling like I wasn't really uh, a priority on anybody's, you know, list that day, sure. which is totally fine. But I think about that a lot because we can spend all this time you know, wanting to get the quote unquote right people or to want it, you know, wanting to get in with a particular group. And I just think, I think that looking for the places where, you know, it's jump up and down excitement and putting mm-hmm. your, putting your focus there sure. as opposed to continuing to kind of climb. And I'm sure there's probably like a, a really great, great quote um, <laughs> to this effect, but, you know, not kind of scaling the wall and pounding your head against or head against the door that's like not going to open. Sure, that isn't excited that you're outside. So yeah. for me, I've really invested in the relationships where I feel like a just that natural mutual interest and excitement about one another, uh, and that is meant you know business wise. You know, I focused on building relationships with agencies that are excited to build a relationship with Pierre Couture and with me, sure. as opposed to necessarily going after. I don't know, maybe like a um, a much bigger agency that sure. just doesn't have the same need and or interest in what we're creating and what we're doing. Yeah. And I'm just letting that go has been really useful for me um, and something that I still kind of focus on, like where happens in friendships too sometimes where you're just like trying to be friends with somebody and it's just like not <laughs> happening. Right. Um, yeah, you're the one who's calling. Like, realize that that's a thing. Yes. Yeah. And to, it's... And to focus on 
on the people who, yeah, who are excited. It's funny. I, you know, I have four uh, teenage kids actually, and they, they're a couple of them are getting into the whole dating sphere. And I, I, I've been telling them, and of course they just discount everything I say, but they, I'm like, you know, when it, when it's meant to be, it just sort of works. It just sort of flows. You know, there's no playing games. There's no, what does he mean by this? What does she mean by that? You right. know, does he like me? Does he not like me? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it's you funny because my daughter especially is like, no, 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 this is how it is. I'm like, really, it's not. And, you know, it's better when it's not because it's just very clear, you know, and, and, and I think it's like that in every asset of life. Um, you know, when you're buying a house, the one that's meant to be yours, it just works, you know, and if there's all kinds of basement foundational problems, which you don't have in California, but we do here in Michigan, um, then it's just not for you. You know what I mean? So I think you're right that you can't force it. You just have to go with what works, what, what, where the excitement is, like you said, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, on the other side, you know, another value that we have at Pierre Couture is, is to lead with generosity. So, Mm. You know, I'm all about definitely investing in relationships and friendships, even if you don't know where they're going to go. And, you know, being the one who says, yeah, sure, let's, you know, let's get coffee. Let's, you know, take this offline. Let's hop on a phone call. Let's, you know, see what's here um, and doing anything in my power to, you know, whether it's, again, like connecting them with somebody. I think that's like a very like publicist thing to do. We, we're like natural connectors. We love saying like, oh, you've got to talk to, you know, you talk to me. And I'm like, you have to talk to these seven other people. Um, <laughs> it's true. And I love doing that um, and seeing, you know, then people work together, people get hired. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, so there is an element where, you know, I'm not necessarily just sitting there being like, you have to come to me. Um, but I think it is, you know, relationships are, are you know, they're a give and take and they're, um, they're built over time. And so you can't just, you know, jump into a relationship with, without, you know, spending time yeah, both investing of yourself and also allowing that person to invest in you. I think sometimes receiving can be more challenging, especially if you're like a natural connector giver, which sure. tends to be this, you know, kind of PR type. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are kind of considerations that I, that have really changed. I think the way that I approach relationships and the way that I think about um, the people that are, you know, in my, in my circle. And, um, it's just been really helpful. I think I spent a lot of time in both dating and in relationships, you know, in, in the professional sense, like, yeah, trying to make it, trying to make things work that just were not working when I could have shifted my attention to places where there is a little bit more ease and movement. Yeah. Where it's meant to be. Absolutely. Well, I could continue talking with you all day, but I have to wrap it up and I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your energy with the Make Meaning podcast. And I wish you all the best. I'm going to be watching you on PR Couture. I love it. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Uh, Best of luck with the podcast and happy new year. Thanks. You too. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do. 